All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Preseason starts later this week, guys. Football is back on Thursday. The Redskins play the New England Patriots. We're here to talk about that matchup today. Just a little preview. Nathan is back. He decided to skip out on us last week, but he's not getting out of it this time. So Nathan's back. Jacob's back with us. We're going to talk about that game. Uh, We're just going to get right into it. Jacob is our resident Boston sports expert. They're kind of his fallback when Washington sports lets him down. Jacob, what are we dealing with with the Patriots in week one? So the Patriots are obviously one of the most successful NFL organizations of the past two decades, but it's the first preseason game, so we're not going to see any of their first stringers. Like Tom Brady might play one series at most, but I would hedge bets on him even playing Uh, So we're going to see a lot of their depth guys, which is always the case in that first preseason game. At quarterback, you're going to see a lot of Brian Hoyer and seventh-round pick from LSU, Danny Etling. And then there's going to be a lot of position battles or depth battles for the Patriots to watch. Um, They have a ton of receivers on their roster, 12 as of right now. They don't really have an established, like, starter across from Chris Hogan until Julian Edelman's back. So look for guys like Philip Dorsett, Riley McCarron, Braxton Berrios to try to get involved in that and try to earn a spot on the roster. On the offensive line, they're still going to try to figure out what to do with their first-round pick, Isaiah Wynn. There's a chance he could end up battling for the starting left tackle spot or a guard spot. So that's a possibility, a guy to watch there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, there's a depth battle on the defensive line where they have a lot of potential pass rushers, but they need to sort through who's actually going to be good. Look for 2017 third-round pick Derek Rivers to potentially get some action. He was well-regarded before missing all of last season with, I believe, a knee injury. And then the secondary is going to be an interesting place to watch because they have some very young talent. They drafted Duke Dawson in the second round of this draft. 2016 second-round pick Cyrus Jones is battling for a roster spot. And uh, one guy who's been turning heads so far for the Patriots is J.C. Jackson. You guys remember him as a Maryland product. Um, He probably would have been a second to fifth round pick in the draft had it not been for major character concerns. Uh, That's a pretty big range, but I had him as a day two guy. He's been impressing, so he'll definitely give the Redskins receivers that play a challenge. So he's a guy to watch on the undrafted guys for us and the guys battling for those backup receiver spots. So that's pretty much the in-depth scouting report on the Patriots. Don't really know what we're going to see exactly, but they have a lot of guys jockeying for depth, much like the Redskins. And that's going to be important for us because, you know, we've been talking about how that wide receiver situation for us is going to be hard to settle. So, yeah, the Patriots have some guys that I was pretty high on throughout the draft process. Obviously, you know, J.C. Jackson, he's a guy with talent. I liked Duke Dawson, too. He was a guy I was kind of hoping we'd get a chance to nab, put into the slot because I know he projected well there. Linebacker Christian Sam was a guy. He's got good measurables, so he's a guy to watch there at linebacker. My personal favorite undrafted free agent, Ralph Webb, running back. I had a lot of uh, contingency plans for our draft, and one of them was drafting a running back late, and Ralph Webb was a guy I really liked, so he's going to get some playing time, and that should be interesting. But yeah, it's a roster with uh, some places where it's still yet to be settled. Like you said, a wide receiver, there's not really a pecking order there, so it's going to be interesting. Nathan, what are you going to be looking forward to this week? I'm really looking forward to a lot of the position battles that the Redskins have. Samaj P. Ryan, Rob Kelly, Capri Bibbs all battling out. There's a good chance two of those guys are off the roster because you know Darius Geis and Chris Thompson already have a spot. I'm excited to look at that. I'm really excited to get an in-depth look at 
Quentin Dunbar starting out, I know he's not going to play very much, and then going right into Fabian Moreau, I think that that's going to be key to watch to see how far has Fabian Moreau come. Is he going to be a guy that they can lean on to go in there? Uh, is he going to show that he has a lot farther to go before we can consider him a starter, and, and do we have a lot of trouble opposite Josh Norman? And then the defensive line, again, I know I don't believe Deron Payne is going to be playing. I think he's he just got out of his walking boot or whatever. Yeah. But the depth in that Anthony Lanier, guys finding their spot, like Ziggy Hood, all those guys, really trying to see who can make themselves known. Tim Settle, all the young guys, really the depth positions I'm looking forward to. And who better? Because it is preseason, but you're going up against Bill Belichick, who's one of the best minds in the game. So no way is this going to be just a throwaway game for them. So I think it's going to be a great challenge for a lot of these young guys on our squad. The biggest thing I was looking forward to, you brought up Bill Belichick. This is kind of, you know, it's not an important game. It's only the first week of preseason, but it can kind of serve as a barometer for us, you know, see how prepared we are going up against one of the greatest ever to coach, you know, Bill Belichick, kind of go up against him, see what we've done right, what we need to improve on. So I think that's going to be a good thing. You mentioned cornerbacks too. One guy that has been kind of flying under the radar this offseason, undrafted free agent Danny Johnson. He's, uh, he's been flashing lately, so it's going to be exciting to see him play. He'll probably get a lot of reps at slot corner and punt returner. And with uh, Greg Stroman, he's been kind of underwhelming. And then a lot of stuff is up for grabs behind him. So that's definitely going to be interesting. Jacob, what about now we're focusing on the Redskins roster? Anything in particular really raring to look at this week? Well, you guys both touched on the quarterback situation. I think that's definitely going to be something to watch. I think we're going to see a lot of Fabian Moreau, a lot of Greg Stroman, a lot of Danny Johnson. I think those three guys are going to get a chance to prove themselves. If Johnson flashes in the slot, he is a legitimate candidate to make the 53-man roster because I believe he was expected to be a fifth to seventh round pick, and he somehow went undrafted. And, you know, if this was a normal year for the Redskins secondary, I would say he has a great chance to make the roster. But with so much young talent in front of him, he's going to have to overtake Greg Stroman, Adonis Alexander, and Josh Holsey, who's on pup right now or Pup or the NFI, I can't remember which one. Uh, but he has a legitimate chance to do that. I'm very much looking forward to the receiver battle, though, because everything aside from those top three spots for Doxon, Crowder, and Richardson, up for grabs. Maurice Harris has looked incredible at camp and made some real highlight, real catches. And I think he might be moving closer to that roster lock territory solely because of his excellent route running ability and those very sure hands. Um, I think he may end up taking over for Ryan Grant as opposed to Trey Quinn. I think Quinn will still be used, but those two guys I think are on, on the roster right now. And then it's a battle for Brian Quick. Uh, Simi Cobbs, Cam Sims, and of course Robert Davis. So we're going to see a lot of action from like those four big guys or the five big bubble guys on the receiving court. And uh, I'm just really excited to see how those guys do and if any of them can separate themselves to either earn a 53-man roster spot or separate themselves in the battle for the practice squad. Yeah, Jacob, you bear up a really good point because that receiver position – I mean, we see the reports that Josh Doxson, he had his, his heel drained, then he went down on his shoulder funky, so we expect him to be ready week one, but we haven't seen him play a full season or gone a full offseason without having some kind of injury flare up, so it'll be interesting to see who can really step up and present themselves as the guy that if Josh Doxson were to go down or Jameson Crowder to go down, 
they can come in and fill that spot because you look at a lot of those guys, we either have a lot of guys who are unproven or kind of cast-offs in, in the sense of Brian Quick. We've seen flashes with no Harris, and, and you know, it's, it's Trey Quinn's season's great and everything, but we really don't have anyone outside of those top three that we could say, you know what, we feel pretty good about this guy. I'm very high on Simi Cobbs. I really want him to make the roster. I don't know if he will. I'm kind of over Mo Harris. You know, I like the flashes, like the diving one-handed grabs, but this is his chance to take that roster spot and not really have to be that, well, is he going to make it? Is he not? Really just grab the bull by the horns and go for it. Harris has been flashing in camp, and I know my favorite Trey Quinn's been flashing, but I'm hesitant to overreact to anything in camp. You know, with a position group as close as this, like you look at those last three or four guys, there's like no separation. You can make a case for any of them to make the roster, and I wouldn't bat an eye. Like, Trey Quinn, his tape speaks for itself, and, you know, they drafted him in the seventh round. He's a great route runner. He can kind of fill that Ryan Grant-type role. Maurice Harris, you know, he's been very reliable with his hands. He doesn't get separation, but he's a very reliable receiver, good depth. Robert Davis has more upside, 4-4 speed and six foot three. So if they want to roll with that, go ahead. Or if you want a veteran mentor in the locker room, you know, Brian Quick, he's he's a talented guy in his own right. So you can make cases for all of them. Cam Sims, huge receiver, red zone target. Simi Cobbs, kind of the same deal, athletic. So with the position group as close as this, preseason is going to be much bigger than training camp because it's full speed football. Maybe not as full speed as the regular season, but you're putting the pads on, you're playing under the lights. It's going to be interesting. You're playing against actual NFL competition, you know, other teams kind of getting a feel for your skill set and how you're matching up against those guys. So it's going to be very interesting, I think. And I think going against the Patriots, a team with a secondary that's pretty versatile. They got the McCourty brothers in there, Duke Dawson, JC Jackson. These are exciting talents and seeing how the Redskins receivers do is going to be very interesting. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, I think that's really the biggest thing to watch this week, just because they're so deep and so talented at specifically the receiver position. And like you said, there's such little separation between them that it's really hard to predict right now who would make the final roster, because every day a different guy in that group is flashing. One thing that I'll also be interested uh, in seeing regarding the receiving core Kevin Hogan is probably going to play most of this game. Colt McCoy might play the first quarter. He could even play the first half, but I think Kevin Hogan's going to see a lot of time. I'll be very interested to see how well he does as a passer and if he's able to give these receivers opportunities uh, because one of the big knocks on Hogan is that he has the arm talent necessary to be a good NFL quarterback, but he doesn't have the accuracy. If he can prove to be accurate in this first preseason game and give all these guys opportunities, that would do a lot to helping him at least stay with the Redskins organization, even if they don't keep three quarterbacks, which I'm very much thinking they're not going to keep all three. Yeah, Hogan, I don't know how to feel about him because he's got potential and you see what Jay Gruden's done with quarterbacks. But at the same time, his roster spot is expendable because we got so much talent all across the board. So, you know, training camp, you can get the kinks out. You know, you can throw interceptions in training camp. It's okay. You know, it's not against the rules. Preseason comes around. That's where they really evaluate you. And if your roster spot is as up in the air as his is, you need to make every opportunity count. The pressure is going to be on from the get-go. And he's got a deep cast of receivers. We talked about that earlier so he's got what he needs Jeremy Sprinkle's gonna get a lot of playing time too I'm I'm excited to see how he plays too but it's all up to Kevin Hogan if he wants to keep his roster spot so uh, we talked about offense all last podcast and we started off with that here so I'm gonna go to the defense again another guy I'm really excited to see is Josh Harvey Clemens 
We've been seeing him in training camp kind of playing the hybrid role in the linebacking corps. He's mainly been playing it inside linebacker, but we've seen him drop into deep coverage a few times. And as a converted safety with six foot four frame, you know, he can do that and he can be good at it. And every time Zach Brown or Mason Foster is out, Harvey Clemens is the first guy to go in there right off the bench. So they clearly like how he's developed. And I'm excited to see him play full speed with the pads against the Patriots offense and see how he gears up. That's one guy I really want to see play. Yeah, defensive side of the ball is really important to look at this this offseason because that was kind of our downfall last year. I mean, you had the injuries on the offensive line that kind of hampered the offense, but for the most part, they were able to kind of stay afloat. You think of the Saints game and stuff where they were able to keep you in it, but the defense is what really blew it. So look at the young rotation of depth and guys on the defensive line and really what that secondary can do. That's going to be really important to decide where they're going to go with this. And you have Zach Brown coming back from injury, Mason Foster, you know, Zach Vigil is still here, Josh Harvey Clemens, as you mentioned. Uh, Martrell Spate, all those guys are here that are trying to all fight for this uh, that roster spot. Preston Smith is in a contract year now. A lot of these guys are not going to see for more than a series or two because it's the first preseason game. But I mean, for those guys to come out and in their, that limited amount of time, really, really flash and say, I, you know, "I'm here. I'm, I'm going to make an impact on this defense." I think that's huge because we. It's nice to sit here and look on paper and say, "Oh, the run pain's going to help with the run." And we have Jonathan Allen back and. You know, Quentin Dunbar's ready to step up and all this, but until it happens, it's just words. You know, we, we can look at last year, we look at the team on paper, and you really think that this team going to go 10 and 6 and then, you know, under 500. So it, it could go either way. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this defense could do, especially against Bill Belichick, what he's going to do offense, even though it's a first preseason game. I and mean, they're going to have Brian Hoyer, who's had some experience starting. Uh, coming out there and slinging. So it's not like, you know, you're going to have, eventually they're going to get to Danny Etling and they should be able to feast on that. But, when Brian Hoare is in there, I think that'll be a really good test for either the starters or um, the, the the younger guys to and depth guys to really step up and prove their worth. I'm really excited to look at Greg Stroman. I'm high on him, too. I really expect him to, maybe not this year, but be the future at slot corner. But, you know, Danny Johnson, he's making uh, plays at training camp. You know, Fabian Moreau might step into that role at being a third-round pick from last year. So it's going to be interesting a lot. A lot to see, a lot to take in on the first game, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, and Nathan, you brought up a good point talking about Brian Hoyer and that he has that experience, that he's a pretty accurate quarterback. That's going to be a really great test for our linebacking core uh, because one of the areas that they struggled in last year as a linebacker group was coverage in general. Uh, That's why the Redskins were so bad against tight ends um, because they weren't great in coverage. So, uh, we'll be looking for Josh Harvey Clemens, like you said, Ian, to make an impact. And if he can succeed in that coverage role, I think there's a bigger role for him to be had in this defense. So uh, watching him against the Patriots uh, tight end group, which is pretty talented because they have Gronk won't play much. Dwayne Allen might see some action. But then the depth there, they have Jacob Hollister, who flashed last year. Uh, Will Ty, who, had, who was once the Giants starting tight end. And seventh-round pick Ryan Izzo. So they've got some guys there that will test that group, particularly Martrell State, who struggled in coverage during his career. So that's another thing I'm going to be watching for. And just an under-the-radar name to keep an eye on. We talked about Danny Johnson already. How about Pete Robertson? Uh, Most Redskins fans know him as the guy who tried to down a punt inside the 10 on Thanksgiving and then ran the ball into the end zone. Uh, He's been flashing good athletic ability this training camp, and uh, he might be fully healthy because I think he had a pretty bad back injury the year he was supposed to be drafted and he went undrafted. 
Uh, so maybe if he's fully healthy, he could win a special teams or backup spot. But I'll be interested to see what he's able to do when he's on the field because there have been some rave reports of him from Gruden. And granted, that's just training camp chatter, but he'll definitely be interesting to watch as a potential hybrid uh, rush linebacker and middle linebacker. Yeah, Robertson, yeah, I saw that the other day. Gruden was very high on him speaking about his athletic ability. And if he can pan out and be a backup for us, I know he has special teams ability, but even a backup to a backup edge rusher, that's a place where we don't have a lot of depth. You know, we got Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith and then Pernell McPhee, who's a good run stuffer. He's not he's not great at, you know, setting an edge and pass pass defense, but you know, he can do it. And then Ryan Anderson, who at this point, I'm I don't want to say he's anything more than a total unknown. You know, he could break out this year or he could just you know, he was we 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 knew he was never a fit. And so but they're keeping him there, so we'll have to see what happens. I'm not I'm not confident about what the results might be, but if Robertson can fill in there, that would be great, you know, having an athletic guy. Another guy at that same position, Alex McAllister, is a guy to watch. He's a guy with great measurables. Uh, he kind of, he went undrafted. No, he was drafted by the Eagles, I think, but he fell because of character concerns. What'd you say? Seventh round pick by the Eagles, you're right. Yeah, okay, so he, he, got, he came in close, but he got it, he got there. Uh, yeah, he was he was drafted really late because of those character concerns. But in a lot of athletic tests of the combine, he was like top three, maybe even top in the draft in the entire draft, and that's very impressive. And if he's gotten, if he's righted the course here in Washington, I don't know if he's just the best kept secret or maybe he's not making plays in training camp. But preseason will be his time to shine, and I really think if he does well, they're going to want to keep a guy like that around. So that's another guy. I'm very excited about there's there's almost too many names to name off you know because this roster is so deep we haven't had a roster this deep so it's like you know back back in like last year the year before it's like you know we just hope this guy stays healthy which health is definitely a very important thing you know you want to take it one week at a time and stay healthy but now we're going like all right who do we want backing up this guy who do you you know we're kind of moving down the ladder and that's good I like I like that we're talking about this yeah, it's almost overwhelming. We have so many guys that are. It's really vital for them to take that next step, or even show that they they belong on this team going into the season. Want uh, someone that I don't think we've mentioned yet, who I think is going to get a lot of playing time because he's not necessarily a starter, and he, he didn't really do he didn't flash that much last year, and he really needs to turn it around. Is Ryan Anderson at that outside linebacking spot? I think that he's going to get a decent amount of snaps, and uh, it, it's going to be pretty big for him because you know it's hard to think of him being on the bubble but if he goes out you know two or three of these preseason game and just doesn't do anything and he's not making any flashes in camp and we've heard he's cut down he's in better shape and he wasn't prepared for last season you're from alabama i mean you're an alabama product you're going to the nfl how are you not ready how are you not in shape for your first nfl season you know you got a lot of ground to make up man because they, they're trying to decide if they need to pay, pay Preston Smith or not. So, I mean, it's very, very important for him to come out and start and show flashes and show that he can do something. I mean, I'm not necessarily looking for him to go out and be, you know, a Von Miller. You know, they don't; those guys don't come very often. But he needs to go out there. He needs to set that edge and, and you know, help Ioannidis or Allen or whoever side he's on and really get that push and set that outside edge to prevent the run game. It's it's huge for. I think it's make or break time for him. Yeah, it definitely could be, and 
you know, he's entering his second season after being pretty ineffective his first year. They really need him to step up into a bigger role uh, for the future, like you said, because Preston Smith might be leaving and Pernell McPhee is a veteran. He's also only on a one-year deal. I actually think that McPhee is a good player for Anderson to potentially learn from. Um, I believe they're both similarly sized, yeah. if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're about... Anderson 6'2", 253, and McPhee is 6'3", 265. So McPhee's a little bit bigger. But if Anderson can become that kind of like run stopper off the edge and then develop some strength-based pass rushing moves like McPhee has done, that would be good for his development because he could be a rotational guy, and that would at least give him potential value as a that first edge rusher off the bench. Um, and that would allow the uh, Redskins to have a little bit more freedom to let Preston Smith go if they wanted to, though I don't think they should because they don't have a ton of depth there. And also, Ryan Kerrigan's not going to be this effective forever, even though he's a super Ironman and one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, so I agree that Anderson's definitely a guy to watch this this week in this preseason and I think all three of those guys, Anderson, Pete Robertson, and Alex McAllister, are going to be trying to show the Redskins something and say, like, hey, we might be able to play a role if you give us a chance. So that's a really interesting battle to watch. Yeah, Anderson, the thing with Anderson, I think a lot of people last year, you know, they see the second-round status and they see that he's got the OLB next to his name and they're thinking, hey, okay, let's get at least 6.5, 7.5 sacks. That's just not the type of player he is. He's not the kind of guy who's going to rack up sacks. Like you said, he's definitely, you know, I feel like we have two types of edge rushers on this team. We have the guys like Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith. Their specialty is kind of getting pressure on the quarterback. And then we have Pernell McPhee, who's more geared toward run defense, although he's competent pass rushing because he's got those strength-based moves, like you said. Ryan Anderson's that guy. And if he can show development there, I'm all for it. It might not show up on the stat sheet, but it's something. And, you know, it'll help us get back on our return. I don't think his job's in jeopardy this year because they spent a second-round pick on him. But you got to think if he doesn't develop this year and kind of turn the tables a little bit, then things are going to be rough next year because he won't have a head start. You know, he's going to be working. He's going to have a lot of ground to catch up on. So this year is very important. This preseason is very important that he gets that work in. Uh, another position on the defensive side of the ball that I'm really itching to see is safety because we got DJ Swanger, Monte Nicholson, and then behind them, you know, DeShazer Everett. Apparently he's been flashing. You know, his in-season tape kind of uh, turns me off a little bit because he, he's never been more than a marginal backup, but he's a great special teamer, so uh, he provides value for us there. And then apparently Troy Apke has been doing well in camp too. So it'll be, I wasn't high on him when we drafted him in round four, but he's got the speed. If he can convert that and be a contributor on defense early, you know, I'm cool with that. And then Fish Smithson too. He was a guy I liked last year, undrafted free agent, has really good instincts and ball skills. So if we were going to keep a fifth safety, he's who I'd prefer. But um, that's a position where there's going to need to be some separation. And preseason is the time where that's going to happen. I'm excited because we have a lot of guys who have uh, particular sets of tools who could be really good for us there. So that's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. Yeah, and one name you didn't mention at safety, too, is one of my favorite undrafted free agents on the roster is Quinn Blanding. Mm -hmm. He's such a good tackler. If he had more speed, he probably would have been an early fourth-round pick. 
uh, but he just doesn't have that those measurables in terms of speed. But if he shows that he can be an elite tackler and possibly a linebacker, safety hybrid type and hold up enough in coverage, he's another guy that could make the roster. Um, I agree with what you said about Everett. He didn't show anything particularly great last year, uh, but the year before he was a little bit better. And I think he's a fine backup, and he gives that veteran presence that the team needs. Uh, but I'll be looking to see if the young guys outperform him because he is definitely on the bubble. But I would lean towards him being on the team right now. But that's that's another position that's loaded up with some good young talent that should be interesting to watch. Yeah, and one more thing is, again, we've been getting into the depth guys because uh, that's, that's mainly who's going to be on – no, he's going to be showcased. But you think back to last year, the preseason, and the Redskins really got kind of got up to a slow start, and you know, raised some eyebrows. You know, what's going on? Is this what it's going to be like entering the season? So I, I really interested to see from a coaching standpoint. You know, how how prepared are they? How ready to go are they? Are they going to go out there and attack this thing and show that they you know they're ready to contend now, or are they going to kind of be lax about it and you know, oh, you know, if we lose. All four games is no big deal. It's just the preseason. Really, that aggressiveness from Jay Gruden offensively with his new quarterback, Alex Smith, and um, you know Darius Geis coming in, new receiver, Paul Richardson. I'm really interested to see, you know, how they, how, what they're prepared, you know, how prepared they are to go into this season. Because if they get up, I think if they go out there and, you know, first drive, you know, they go. 50 yards and score whatever they're gonna have a lot of you know a lot of hype around them everyone's gonna be feeling good about it but if they go out there and that that starting unit for that first uh first series is just i mean you know they they get two runs for no gain and then it's a terrible incompletion or a pick or something like that i think it's really gonna among the fans at least cause a little bit of concern and you getting that lack of urgency that is associated with jay gruden and his teams especially early in the season could rear its head so I'm interested to see what the coaches have adjusted from last preseason and uh, the start of last season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely a lot to watch, and we've definitely seen. I don't think Gruden's won a uh, opening season game yet this uh, yet in his tenure with the Redskins. So I'm as big a Jay Gruden uh, supporter as you'll find, but we got to start out strong, especially this year. We got two games who we could very well end up two and zero out of those games it's important for us to capitalize because the rest of the schedule is not as easy. Uh, let's get to some predictions just for fun. I know it's the first week of preseason. It doesn't really matter in the long, in the scheme of things, but, you know, for fun against Bill Belichick's squad, uh, Jacob or Nathan, you guys feeling confident with anything here? Any scores, any numbers you're really, you know, hitching your wagon to? Well, earlier this week I released a preview for the game that had my score prediction. Um, I have the Redskins winning 21-18. to 18. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game because Kevin Hogan and Danny Etling are going to be playing a majority of it. Um, and that's not a knock on either guy. It's just that they both need more development. Um, in terms of preseason records, too, Belichick is 40-34 and 34 since becoming, the, or at least since 2003, as the head coach of the Patriots. And Jay Gruden's actually 11-5 and five in the preseason. Uh, before last year, he had three consecutive 3-1 and one seasons. Uh, so I am, I'm going to take Gruden in this one because I think this game means a little bit more for him and for the team. And I think the Redskins have a little bit more depth that they need to work through. Not that the Patriots aren't deep, um, but 
I just happen to like what the Redskins have in their receiving core better, and I think their offense is better suited uh, to challenge for a preseason win. So 21-18, Redskins win. Yeah, I'm also going to go Redskins win. I'm not going to give a score prediction. Uh, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game, though, because you know, that's normally how it goes. you got the backups in. Uh, Danny Etling, who's never played it down. Kevin Hogan, who's been a third string his whole career. So I think it's going to be low-scoring. I think the Redskins are going to grind it out. I just like that. You know, for all the reasons we talked about, a lot of these guys are going to be fighting for that spot. And a lot of guys who we've seen have talent. I think this draft and last year they did very well uh, drafting those guys who are going to be impact players for them. So I really think that those guys are step up and kind of grind it out. And, uh, you know, the Patriots are going to they're going to go in. And Bill, Patrick, Bill Belichick's going to be Bill Belichick. But at the end of the day, it's a preseason game. And he's not going to – he's not really going to, you know, reveal any of his tricks. He's kind of go out there and play football, whereas the Redskins, I think, might try to – go out there and get things jump-started a little bit and be a little bit more aggressive than the Patriots will. So I'll take the Redskins in this one. I don't think it's going to be, you know, 20, you know, 20 to 30 game. I think it'll probably be in the teens either way. And, uh, yeah, Redskins go 1-0. Redskins go. Okay. All right. Jacob, you said 21-18 Redskins? Yep, that's what I got. All right. I'm going to go 22-19 Patriots. Oh, great. Yeah, no, I'm going Patriots. I'm going Patriots. I think they'll have our number here. Uh, you know, you said Gruden starts out slow. I think uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be sorting out some guys. You know, I think our offensive line. I think Sean Laval suffered a setback, and I know Trent Williams is still recovering. I know yeah. Morgan Moses is still recovering. So I think having some guys out, I think we're gonna falter a little bit. I think Belichick will have our number, but I think. Gruden's preseason prowess will uh, shine through in the later weeks. I guess we'll see after this week, but I've got the Patriots. I think they'll have us here. But it's only preseason, guys. Uh, We'll have more previews up in the later weeks, and check back with us after the game. We'll have a reaction podcast. But right now, we are out of time. Sorry about that. You can keep reading up on Rigo's Rag for more preseason preview articles. We'll have a lot of good content up in the coming days. Thanks for listening. As always, peace out. Have a good night.